All right, everybody, crossover number two between Locked On Avalanche and Locked On Lightning. We have a game one to talk about, and because the NHL and all their infinite wisdom gave us two days off in between game one and game two, we're going to have a filler of a day, basically. There's still a lot to talk about between game one, so I kind of want to get the uh, the lowdown on what's going on in Lightning land, and I'm sure... Denker wants to know what's going on and how the fans of the Colorado Avalanche are feeling after just one game and what an exciting game that was. So let's get to it. Locked on Avalanche, Locked on Lightning, crossover, Stanley Cup edition. Let's do it. You're Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. By the way, we're running the Avalanche intro because they won game one. And I feel like that's what we're kind of going to do here, Denker. Like whoever yeah. has the last laugh, so to speak, is going to have the intro. So for, uh, I guess, for all these crossovers, you're getting four Avalanche uh, intros. Yeah, that's how it's going to be. Let's pump the brakes later, Kenny. Let's, right. settle down. Uh, Let's settle down. So thank you, everybody, for joining this uh, second edition of Locked on Avalanche and Locked on Lightning crossover Stanley Cup edition. I am Chris Maselli, and he is Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. We are with Locked on Avalanche. And, of course, mixtape Adam Denker with Locked on Lightning. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Uh, so we got a game one to still talk about and a game two to look forward to. We'll talk about one first and two later, uh, but we'll start with you, Adam, and how Tampa Bay Lightning fans are taking the game one loss. I, If I can guess, there's zero panic uh, because of what they've accomplished over the past couple of years, but is there any concern over just the way the game was played? Not that the the series is out of hand. Clearly, it's not. But is there any concern about you know how the Avalanche handled a lot of that game? Lightning, give them credit for coming back. Um, but was this is this in Lightning world? What are they saying after Game One anyway? <laughs> Uh, it, you know, it wasn't really that all too surprising how the game kind of started. We we figured, and we even said it on the preview crossover that the Lightning were going to come out flying and, and and aggressive, and you guys did exactly what we thought you were going to do. And 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 I even spoke about it on a side episode that really it it, it really what the key for the Lightning w- was was that they had to just weather the storm get through that first period and they they did that after they got that goal back which it's good to see that you know they didn't kind of roll over early on we've seen that certain times uh not really so much in the playoffs but we've seen it so a few times during the regular season but i i you know and and, and we spoke about before we hit the record button you know if you know we don't want to play the if game here but you know if if Vasilevsky is able to 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 save a couple of those first goals. You know, we're sitting here talking potentially about a 3-1 lightning win, but I have to say all things considered cuz it could have been a lot worse, we both know. Um, you know, on your side of things, your 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 team's ability to to put the game away relatively quickly. I mean, if the lightning weren't as talented and 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 just being able to to just weather the storm and be able to handle the moment, we could have gone into the first intermission with a 4-nothing even potentially 5-0 lead. Uh, well, five nothing deficit um, oh, okay. for you guys. <laughs> um, I was, I was going to, I was shaking my head. Say like, 
but five nothing lightning after one. No, 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 no. <laughs> right, no, but right, um, right. but yeah, I I think that. I think the Lightning played pretty well for the rest of the game. Um, what what was your expectations? Or actually, I guess after the first two goals, uh, what did you guys think that just by what you saw from my guys? Did you think that okay, if we get a couple more, this game's over? Did you did you see a comeback coming at any point? And you know what, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I was about to ask you that same question after those first two goals. Like you know what Vasilevsky's capable of. Those yeah. first two goals were just trash, <laughs> and yeah. you knew that was not sustainable. Um, and I was I was saying in our uh, Locked On Avalanche Twitter space, like we have to really continue to build here because we got lucky with those yeah. first two. Like it's not going to happen like that again, and you have to keep building on that. So, uh, the amount of goals we got after that was sustainable and good enough but you can't expect that same opportunity in game two because you saw how vasileski just like stood up and said well okay that's enough yeah through the rest of the game and like the overtime we really had to get creative with that shot that burkowski hit but what do you think about that those first two goals like was there any kind of like panic like oh no this is stanley cup vasileski we're gonna have to be relying on is this like a little bit of a worry like because it was they were bad they were really bad i was texting back and forth with someone during this and, and i said to them during the game you know this is very reminiscent of game one against the rangers uh very slow start and, and i don't know if i mentioned it to you guys last time we all spoke but vasileski is a goaltender that thrives on you know the more you shoot on him the better he's gonna get which is why you gotta jump on mm-hmm. him early and you guys did exactly that um and and I and I said it to myself and and the person I was going back and forth with. I said, you know, if we could get one back here, regardless of how many the Avalanche score in this period, I think we're going to be in good shape going into the second. Um, I, I I thought I thought that if if the Lightning went into the intermission without scoring her goal i would have been concerned but i I think a lot of lightning fans just given what this team has done over the last couple of years and and you never want to rest on on the 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 mantra of well we've won two cups so we could do anything you know like Mm -hmm. you you still got to go out there you still got to play the games and and that even goes for the rest of the series you know uh we we could sit here and talk the rest episode about how you know this team is talented they've been there before but they still got to go out on Saturday and and you know the the, the next games and and win you know they still got to put the put the result on the ice. But I I I kind of expected them to kind of get it together in the second period. They always play a lot better in the second period. It always seems as though there's always that that moment um, in the first intermission where they kind of have like they kind of have like an inner team meeting. I always equate it to the moment in old school where Will Ferrell's hitting the lockers and saying we got to keep our composure. We got to keep our composure. Uh, we can't have any. Everybody freaking out. And, and I think, yeah, exactly. That's John Cooper in, in the first intermission all the time. Somehow always sunburnt. Um, but I, I, yeah. I think I think that the fact that they did that showed that, you know, that they could withstand the the juggernaut of that offense, which is the avalanche. Um, were you guys at all worried once the game was tied up in the second period? Uh, I mean, yeah, there's some concern. Yeah, this is not just a regular season game. This is yeah. a Stanley Cup final against the two-time defending champions. So, and like you said, that doesn't mean that this this is just going to get handed to them. Right. And that's not to say like the Lightning just has to go through the motions and they're going to win a Stanley Cup or anything like that. But you you never want to give up because the Avalanche haven't been in this position 
in yeah. 21 years. The Lightning have yeah. been here before. So what I I really wanted to see what was going to happen because this is going to happen again. Yeah. Some team is going to have a lead and the other team is going to battle back and, and tie it. So I wanted to see what the Avalanche were going to do when what happened happened. You know, yeah. you had you had the crowd in on it. You got to Vasilevsky early. Um, you gave up the lead. All right. Now what's going to happen? Do, do you have the are you going to get? Are you going to play just, you know, gripping the sticks in the sawdust? Or are you just going to say, OK, we gave up the lead, but look at look at the bigger picture. Look at how we've been playing. Let's get back to that as best we can and just yeah. get another goal. And I, and I give them credit for for, you know, uh, uh, you know, sticking to their game, but not giving up the lead. And that third period, like, you know, I, it, we went from like goals left and right to a couple goals and then like nothing in the third. Right. Uh, yeah. No goals in the third. So you had four in the first total, then two, then none. Yeah. So. I don't know what that says. Does that say for both teams are making adjustments and and you know they're 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 playing a better system? Things are calming down. Um, I don't know what that speaks to, but I don't know what carries over into game two either. Is that going is is game two going to be a lower scoring game? Because look at what the scoring was. It just went down yeah. in one game. So I know I I feel like I, I, I'm I'm happy with the outcome clearly, but yeah. I'm more happy with the avalanche uh how they responded to the lightning tying this thing up at the snap of a finger so they they just didn't give it up completely and completely tank and then have the lightning get another one and then an empty netter and then it's you know the the final score like five to three or something like that yeah so yeah and like i i kind of there was a little bit of concern when it came to them tying it up because Everything in the cards was just a perfect situation for the Avalanche. Like, thanks for ta- uh, taking care of Florida, by the way. We have home ice advantage. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, appreciate that. So game one, you have home ice advantage, and you're getting the opportunity to play Tampa Bay before they can make adjustments to you in game two. Yeah. So a lot of things were um, in Colorado's favor for building on it in this series. Mm-hmm. And when Tampa tied it up, you're like, oh, please don't drop one here. Yeah. Like. This is going to put us at a disadvantage for the rest of the series. So when Colorado was able to uh, win it in overtime, it was kind of like a breath of fresh air. Like, okay, we could really build on this and see where it goes because as much effort as Colorado is putting into game two, Tampa is doing the exact same thing and they know exactly what they need to do in game two. And it's why I expect it like to be a lot like tighter. Like that third period, I expect three periods of the third period hmm. in game two. Yeah, and that's why I was actually surprised when Tampa rattled off those two quick goals because I felt like we were at that point. Tampa wasn't they they weren't doing a lot to really put themselves on 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 the advantage, and and Colorado wasn't doing a lot to to get they weren't giving too much away. You kind of saw kind of what the first couple of minutes of the first period were really supposed to be. Uh, and, and, and then they rattle off two quick goals. And, and I, I was saying to myself that just 
because you know I've seen this team play all year. Like we need to win this game in regulation because if this goes to overtime, it's just it, it, it's just because Tampa, like I said, they're such a, a momentum fueled team, and and going into that third period where it was such a low calorie kind of like period that you kind of figured. I kind of figured. I don't know how you guys felt going into the third, but I kind of felt there was going to be some like weird goals at the end. Mm-hmm. Like we were going to see maybe Tampa and, and Colorado exchange a couple of goals at the end where you know one there's play along the board and one squirts out right in the in the slot and, and McKinnon's all by himself. I you know that was the one thing I was worried about the entire time was McKinnon having like his his game one Stanley Cup and moments. He, dude, he, he he was had, close. He was and, close. I mean I the abs threw uh, a number of shots just right in the chest of, of Vasilevsky yeah. like, towards the end. Like they weren't testing him. You always hear that hashtag high blocker side. Yeah. Um, they weren't, they weren't doing that. And, and I, I was really surprised at McKinnon. I mean, he was just time and space galore and threw it right into, right into the, uh, the logo. Well, we could, we could talk about it in the next, uh, in the next segment if you want, but I, I, I think <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a, I think I, I know the reasoning for that. So, because he wears magnets or something, and yeah, there's, totally. uh, yeah, yeah. because because right. he we wanted just to don't divert like that logo. Yeah. He he wanted yeah. to divert attention from Darcy Kemper not wearing socks. So that's the reason why <laughs> is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> well, let's hear from Bet Online, and then um, there's there's interesting looking at a specific stat, and I'm I'm wondering how much this is going to play a role in uh, games to come. So we'll talk about that. And then I want to hear about uh, what, what's the take on the five-on-three that the Avs got with that uh, tripping call on uh, Kale McCarr. So we'll talk mm. about that after we hear from BetOnline and BetOnline.net, which is your number one source for all of your sports betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, which is going on right now, right? Right now. <laughs> I mean, we don't care about it. I mean, I, Kyle and I don't really care about it. Do, do you care about it, Kyle or uh, Adam? I'm- well, my my reasoning is that so I'm a oh. hopeless I'm a hopeless Nick fan. So the Knicks beat the the Celtics during the regular season. So if the mm-hmm. Celtics win this win the NBA Finals, the Knicks technically won the NBA championship. So they did. That's, yeah. That is the sole reason I'm going for Boston. And the Warriors <laughs> Warriors are up 14 right now, and it's almost halftime. So uh, a lot of game left, baby. No, it's a lot of game. <laughs> uh, you can bet on the basketball champion match matchups if it's still going on after uh, this episode airs the stanley cup finals obviously major league baseball and of course the latest fighting news from mma and ufc to boxing bet online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information including live betting esports and more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action that's betonline.net where the game starts yeah, tell me about the tripping call. It was called on. Was it called on Maroon? Was that one that was on? It was. Or? It was Sergachev and then and then Sorelli. Sorelli tripped Makar. Um, and you mean viciously? Makar, vicious, Makar, yeah. Makar fell into Sorelli. Uh, vicious I, trip. I, I, don't know if I fell I into mean, him. I, I mean, mean, to be fair, Sorelli's, to be fair. I, I, yeah. I, I mean. You you both have have we we've done a, enough work to together and spoken about hockey. No, I'm I'm realistic. You know there there's some lightning fans out there that that think this was an egregious embellishment, um, and, and some other like and a lot of it was fueled by Ryan Whitney tweeting out that this that was a soft call. Uh, to be fair, 
I I've seen that called both ways. So I'm not particularly mad. I wish the lightning could have responded a lot better within that time frame. Um, well, that's I, a I, big I, ask, though. I mean, the five on three. I get it. I, I no, I totally get it. I mean, forty something yeah. seconds. But I we have seen the lightning kill penalties such as this throw over the course of the playoffs. So, but my thing is, is I don't have as much of an issue with it, even if it did lead to a goal. I would have an issue with it going forward in the series if we see this multiple times over and it's not called consistently. That's my issue with this. Well, buckle up, buckaroo, because <laughs> that's probably going to happen. Uh, I mean, if, if the NHL officiating is one thing, it's inconsistent. Yeah. So you probably will see this again, and it probably will not be called, uh, or, or something to the effect of that. But I don't know. It's, and my other uh, my my other qualm about it is that it, it's yeah, it goes back to how the Lightning reacted. I mean, even. You know, and, and even like the fan base and, and my listeners and what I'll say to them and I'll say just to anybody, you know, you can't you can't look at this game and let one call define mm-hmm. the outcome of this game. It was one, you know, it wasn't like it, it wasn't like the closing seconds of the game and you guys won the game because of this. This was the first period, uh, you know, it, speaking of the closing seconds real quick and then Kyle, you could go. Sorry for cutting you off, but. I, that that delay of game call at the end. I don't know what Paul uh, Pat Maroon is doing on the ice at that point in time, anyway. And mm-hmm. and just I I've never seen that bad of a of of a effort to try and clear the puck. He he it looked like he was shooting into the second deck of the arena. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what the thought process. I, I get mm-hmm. it. You're gassed at the end of a long shift, but you, you still got to play. You still got to mm-hmm. see the play out, and, and you know you put yourself you put yourself and you put your team in a precarious situation in the dying seconds of a big game where you know you guys could have won easily in those closing seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't expect that out of a veteran either. So no, like, yeah, I, and and like back to the the Kale McCarr call. Like I, it was kind of soft. I will I will give you that. Like I, like I get it. I understand the frustrations with it, but I completely agree with you. Like you cannot let games like this, especially if you look at the game as a whole. Like you can't say like one single call affected the game one way or another because at the All end right. of three it was technically zero zero. Like both teams had a chance yeah. to wrap it up. So, yeah, I completely well, agree with you there. And like, I I get the frustrations on both sides, but it was kind of a weak call. And even in the moment, you're kind of like, uh, I don't want to have so, to hear about this but, one. But the thing is, for me, it's like there's a difference between a a soft penalty or, or a soft call and a bad call. Yeah, like that that yeah. was like that that was a penalty. You know, yeah. it is a trip. And when people who are arguing saying, oh, that's a soft penalty, well, you're using the word penalty to describe yeah. a soft penalty. Like whether yeah. it's a hard penalty or soft, a penalty is a penalty, a trip is a trip. And yeah. if, it's, if it's a bad call, if it wasn't a trip and they called a trip, that's that that's where the difference is. That's where the distinction lies with me. So, uh, you know, it, and and it's happened to the avalanche where you you see something like they, they call a penalty and they're like oh man like because i just feel like in in hockey you you feel like a penalty should be something that was like hard hitting or yeah. what not not nobody likes to use the term soft penalty because you feel like well these guys can overcome something that was soft but yeah, yeah you know if they're, if they're but like you said adam like if they're going to call the rule book 
they call it whether it's a soft penalty or a hard penalty, and they should do this through the duration of the. We we will see if that's what, how they're going to call it. If they're going to call it like that, then fine. Yeah, but don't don't call that one, and then you know ease up on other ones and just say like, eh, he's a hockey player, he can take it. Can't have yeah. it both ways. So, yeah. um, I wanted to bring up. <laughs> The time on ice for both teams, because you look at the avalanche and they had three guys, not, you know, they're, they're fourth liners and Abe Kubel, uh, Alex Newhook and Nico Sturm all under, not only under 10 minutes, under eight minutes. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Sturm was at 730. Newhook was at 637. Abe Kubel is at 607. You flip over to the Tampa Bay side, nobody is under 10 minutes. And Pat Maroon is the lowest with 10 minutes and nine seconds. So he's just over that threshold, but he had four penalty minutes. Yeah. So if you remove those from him, he's probably out there for another, you know, a minute or two. So you can tack on maybe 11 or 12 minutes for him total. And, you know, that that is what the avalanche wants. Mm-hmm. Is is a lot more consistency with time on ice because you know you're not gassing your players. I mean, because uh, you had you know, uh, well, I know he's on the defensive end. I was Cam McCarr almost played thirty minutes, yeah. you know, and you have Landeskog playing over twenty three, McKinnon over twenty two. Those guys can handle that. But how much do you think that comes into play as this series goes along, which we're all anticipating this being a seven-game series, six minimum, um, when you have more of a a spaced-out, cohesive time on ice like the Lightning did where it's a little bit out of whack for the Avalanche? What do you think about that, Adam? I mean, these guys... Has this been consistent? Is this what the Lightning have been doing all year? Is this not news to you? Okay. Yeah. uh, Cooper's been doing this all season long with these guys. Uh, He he really likes to try and, and, you know, especially it also depends on where the game is at. If the Lightning are up and everyone's playing well and he likes the Mm -hmm. matchups, you're going to see kind of a lot of guys, a lot of these lines get equal amount of time, except for a couple of players like Nikita Kucherov has been getting close to 25 per game, a little over that depending on you know what game we're talking about um so depending on you know how the game is going and what cooper sees on the ice we might see a little less a little more from stamkos a little less a little more from kucherov i mean kucherov had close to 20 uh nobody had over 20 on the four nobody had i i i just think that it was more so that i think the reasoning for that was that cooper saw kind of um the what potential issues that we had with just Colorado being able to turn it into a track race and, and just, you know, really what it comes what, down what's to. What's your cat doing, bro? That's what, upstairs. That's upstairs. That's upstairs. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so really, I, I think that um, that's, 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 that's a lightning fan throwing stuff uh, because of the, uh, the tripping. What ball, the but, heck? Uh, they're having a party upstairs and I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, but, ball fell. Yeah. <laughs> but going i i just think that he was being very mindful of what we saw in the first period and he didn't want to gas these players out uh having them go back and forth in a track race and and really i think you know as the series goes along he might stretch guys out here and there but i i think right i i don't have a problem with the ice time 
I think on uh, real quick, Kyle, I, I think some of it might have to be with the avalanche having last change too. Like if they're yeah. going to take advantage of uh, an icing, obviously. And um, I know that's not last change, but they'll, they'll throw guys out there to kind of get, you know, better matchups. So it might be a little bit skewed for the abs with their top line being a little bit higher because of that. But still that that's, that's impressive to be in that game as much as they were. And nobody, nobody's even over 18 minutes. Nobody's touching 19 minutes. Uh, uh, I'm impressed. What do you think? Good. And and close your ears, Adam. You don't need to hear this. This is really like to the abs side of things, but that's concerning. Like the name you had in the middle of that, that fourth line rotation, that's Alex Newhook. We don't have Mm -hmm. Cogliano. We don't have Kadri. You have Sturm taking faceoffs at a 17.6%. Like, which is funny. Yeah. Like, how do you do that for one? And two, what are you doing, New Hook? Like, yeah. you've got to step it up. You had a single hit in game one of Stanley Cup Finals. That's it. Like, yeah. we need you to step up. Like, that's concerning. And if the Lightning are going to continue to be this, like, effective and clinical and corporate when it comes to how they roll out their lines, we need that fourth, the third and fourth line to tighten it up a little bit, especially Alex Newhook. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was surprised Bednar didn't play the fourth line a lot more, uh, just considering how going back to my point how how much Cooper likes to spread out the ice time for all four lines. Um, and, and on the and the question I kind of wanted to throw out to you guys, I'm glad you brought it up, Kyle. How concerned are you about the lopsided uh, amount of faceoffs won in this game? Uh, you know, there was only mm-hmm. one Lightning player below fifty percent in the faceoff circle. Are you taking a lot of stock in that, or is or is that because you know it depends on the series? The Lightning weren't particularly good in the conference finals against the Rangers in the faceoff circle, and and you know it affected them early on. But you, you know, we both know teams find a way around that. Um, is that something that's concerning for you, though, in, in terms of your performance in the faceoff circle? It's business as usual, baby. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is something we've been dealing with for quite some time now. Yeah, and same. when you have I, your I, your uh, best face-off guy in, in Kadri out, uh, that's yeah. not going to help. And even if he does come back, I mean, how effective do you really think he's going to be on face-offs? You know what I mean? Right. When, when his injury is a thumb and you know if he does come back, whenever he does come back, he's not going to be 100%. Um, I, I'm... <laughs> It's, How many faceoffs is he actually going to take? I don't yeah, know. And it's almost and it's almost to the point that the Avalanche have taken on this style of anticipating losing faceoffs and playing the game, anticipating losing it that way. And like they already know that yeah. they are at the disadvantage. And how are we going to get this puck back? Because we're yeah. not getting it off the drop. It's annoying. It's really, really annoying because yeah. and I know people are kind of uh, indifferent on face-offs. There's some people that are like, they don't matter. There's other people like, well, situationally, they, they maybe do matter. You know what I mean? To, don't tell me you don't want to win a face-off at the start of a power play yeah. in your zone. Don't tell me that yeah. you don't want that face-off. Yeah. And the Avs just struggle to to win those. So uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be an issue for the duration of the, the uh, series. I can guarantee you that. Um, all right, let's wrap this thing up by looking ahead on Saturday. What do the Avalanche need to do to take a two to nothing lead? What do the Lightning need to do to split this series in Denver? Um, we'll start with Adam and um, 
yeah what what what's what's kind of the consensus of is there any major changes that the lightning need to do or they do they just need to be that road team that doesn't let the home team go off in the first 10 minutes i think you hit the nail right on the head there um really what it comes down to and i've been i've been preaching this all season long it it, really what the lightning need to do especially in games like this when you have a team that comes out with a ton of energy as colorado you gotta win the first 10 if you win the first 10 then you set yourself up for pretty you know pretty much what we saw out of tampa in the second and the third periods um I'm not concerned at all. I obviously it's only one game, you know, even though there are some people on social media yelling uh, avalanche in two, uh, which clearly, I, yeah, clearly, uh, yeah. you know, but um, I think, I, I think I, the cup, uh, the cup just got to Denver today. Yeah. So I think it, that's I think all it we works. brought you on. You brought yeah. us. the cup. Thank you. Thank you. Very I think much. it, I think it works like soccer rules. You have aggregate, uh, <laughs> But I, you guys I, are I, still in it. You got an overtime loss point too. So <laughs> I uh, shout out to Locked On Wild host Seth Tuple for for putting that on Twitter. That at least you know both teams both teams came out of that game with a point. So that's a good oh, that's start great. to the series. So, um, but I I think that the Lightning played very well considering they were it, they were down pretty pretty bad early on um you know i'm not gonna look at some of the things like those penalties and think oh yeah only if that didn't happen no the lightning came back and tied the game like we said so clearly they they showed a lot of fight they showed that they could adjust on the fly i think um really what it comes down to is just do more of what you did in the later stages of the first first uh first game i think Mm -hmm. you really need to to take better care of the puck um which they did for the most part there were some instances early on where they were just absolutely terrible um but i i think they did a good job of cleaning it up as the game progressed i think really the key is and i'm sure you guys could agree with me is they gotta help out vasileski early on allow him to get settled in uh and if they could do that they're gonna set themselves themselves up pretty well uh for the rest of the game uh just from an outsider's perspective i want to get from you guys what do you think how, how how does tampa get the one up on you guys on your team they have to mm. come out with a little bit more energy. Like, Tampa does, yeah. Yes, like you were, ex- you were hyping up this matchup like the big bad lightning. Here they come, back to back champions. And then after those first two goals, you're just yeah. like, this is it. And yeah. you're kind of like, okay, come on. Like you and you expected more out of Tampa coming right out of the gate, especially like trying to assert like, well, hey. You have to respect us if you're going to play us. And we really didn't get that. So you expect that out of game two. Yeah. It's interesting what you said earlier, Adam, is, uh, you know, Vasilevsky didn't obviously start great, but he got stronger as the game goes on. And that, you know, he, he, that's not new to him. You know, the more shots he sees, the more he, you know, gets comfortable. But yeah. the Avalanche game is, is predicated on, throwing a ton of shots your way so which one's gonna break you know it's like like a catch 22 is is the abs gonna break through or are they just making vasileski stronger by throwing (laughs) 40 shots on net um it's an interesting war that we're we're gonna watch but i think for the abs they you know the winning team you feel like they don't have to change that much i would try to even out the the time on ice if it's you know the game is going that way uh because you don't want to burn these guys out not say you know i say that knowing full well that's been their style of play all year 
Um, But you're going up against a formidable opponent. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, but you could tell the speed was getting to the lightning early on. The Av speed was, was hurting Tampa Bay. Um, and Tampa Bay did a good job of taking that away, taking away kind of time and space. And the Avs got it back. Um, but they they were – I thought the Lightning did a good job kind of forechecking uh, to not give Avalan- the Avalanche these full head of steam zone exits and breakaways, and and it worked. But I think for the Avs, it, it, it's well, – I should say for the Lightning, it's tough to do that for the duration of a game. So. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and I have to say one, and I have to say one last thing, and, and mm. it, it kind of goes to your side, and we could we could start on that. Lightning need to do a better job on their zone entry, especially on the power play. Oh. When they when they picked yeah. up that too many men on the ice penalty, I was like, all right, yeah. this is it. You know, they just tied the game. It's time to take the lead going into the thir- the second inter- intermission, and it was probably one of the worst power plays I've ever seen them do, ever seen them have all season long. If not ever in the in the time I've been hosting yeah. Locked On Lightning, because yeah. it was the the Avalanche were almost at times there was a couple of times a couple of zone entries where they didn't they didn't really have to do much. It was just they get into the they get across the blue line and someone sticks out their their stick and hits the puck and it's like, all right, let's let's just shuffle it down ice. I I, I it was it was probably one of the more frustrating things. It was definitely more frustrating than definitely that Sorelli chirping call on the first. <laughs> well, and I, and I honestly, I feel like that is is the Jared Bednar coaching staff scouting. Yeah. The Avalanche are not known for like they're a good penalty kill team. They generally let you just come into the zone. <laughs> they, yeah. they don't really clog up the neutral zone all that often. And I can't remember that. the last time we were doing that. I know, and they were doing that against Tampa Bay. So and the announcers, it's and the announcers seemed like they were surprised too as well. Um, I, I think no, that's was, just ESPN. That's just ESPN. <laughs> just have, shocked that they're calling in a hockey game. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm looking forward to this one. We might get another overtime game. Wouldn't surprise me. In the least, so give well, me give me a prediction. Well, go ahead. You guys. Well, something. what about you guys, real quick? What is the keys yeah. for for the Avalanche in Game Two? Does the does the strategy oh. change? Do you maybe do a no, little I, bit more of the uh, the the track race and, and see yeah, if, I, how much yeah. Tampa could keep up with it? Or that's where I go. I mean, that's the Avs game. That's not getting us. I think you you have to keep that that speed track meet style of game going, and. I, we didn't even really talk about it. Kyle and I did yesterday, but uh, the, this was a, a more of a physical game than I really thought it would be. Yeah. So I think you're going to get more of that from Tampa Bay, the team that, you know, they don't want to lose two in a row. Yeah. So they might, even though they were physical and physical in the right way, I was very happy with how both these teams played in the physicality department. I think you might even see a step up from Tampa Bay to kind of like maybe impose their will in the physical department. Um, so the Avs have to to be prepared for that and combat that. And yes, definitely keep the speed up because that was causing problems for Tampa Bay early on. And and get that get that crowd going too. Obviously, that always helps. What do you got, Kyle? Yeah. I- I definitely like to piggyback off your point, Chris, like Bednar needs to trust the team a little bit more. We've seen how this team can react and match up with Tampa Bay. Like you're talking about kind of having that, those minutes that Tampa Bay rolls with that first goal that bounced off EJ was on a bad change because Bednar was in the process of trying to short shift 
like those other lines and we we get burned on our changes we need to trust the team let lines three and four get out there get to work we need to just let them go a little bit and quit being like relying so heavily on that top line because you could feel it with like we talk about don't take your foot off the gas they're feathering the pedal and you feel it so you gotta just Mm. keep it going keep it going all right all right, well, Adam's got a party to get to, so uh, yeah. let's let's wrap this bad boy uh, up. Just before uh, before something falls through the ceiling. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to see legs dangling <laughs> on tiles <laughs> or on Adam's uh, camera. Uh, all right, but, well, let's get a prediction real quick. Let's go around, and then what, what do we think? Game two, Adam, what's it going to be? Uh, I liked where you're headed in terms of low scoring before, so I'm going to say I'm going to say 2-1 Tampa. Tampa bounces back. In regulation, or is this OT? Uh, quite, uh, 15 overtimes. No, I'm joking. Uh, uh, in regulation, yes. All right, what do you got, Kyle? Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing, but flipped 2-1 Avs, and we're probably going to get that game winner with about seven minutes to go in the third. It's going to be a weird goal. It's going to like go off of someone's yeah. face or something. Yeah. It's going to be uh, like a Plinko goal. I think, I'll, I think I'll up it. I think I think it'll be three to two. I, think I don't think it's going to be two one. I think it'll be three to two abs. Uh, and I and, and it's going to be two too late. You know, it's either going to be even less than five minutes when the, uh, a goal is scored, or we get a repeat of game one, a few minutes in OT, uh, a game winner. So so you Chelsea. you don't you have no faith in the in tampa tying things up before we go back to tampa is that what you're saying no i i they they <laughs> will be in it uh you know they, they always have I, abs are tough to beat at home man they, yeah. they have a yeah, very, very I, good good home right and, and i take that into account too um so i i i don't know i just feel like the abs are the abs are rolling they're like just from the the grand scheme of the all of the playoffs not just this series They've just been playing very well since round one. So I feel like they just take care of business at home, and then uh, we'll have a different discussion when it shifts to Tampa. Uh, but maybe not really because the Avs haven't lost on the road yet in these yeah. playoffs. So. And the nerves are gone. Like, <laughs> yeah, we can't true, say yeah. we've never been in the Stanley Cup. We don't know what it's going to feel like. We we understand now. Yeah. Like that. So. so. All right. Well, it'll be enjoyable. Um, I'm sure Kyle and I will do a uh, a show for Sunday, and then we'll do a crossover. We'll figure out a time to do a crossover as well with uh, mixtape yeah. after game two. So, all right, everybody, uh, enjoy that game, game number two in Denver, and uh, we'll be back to talk about all that on Sunday. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter, LOP and underscore avalanche, uh, locked on avalanche on Instagram. And obviously on our YouTube channel, you can follow Mr. Denker over at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Go give me a follow at the mixtape Twitter handle. Yes. Danky dank D E N K Y D A N K. Uh, I, I, I just hope that, we don't have a series and I'm just saying this because I don't want to see the avalanche win their first two games at home. I just hope we don't have another series where the home teams just win, you know, all the time. Just skip the game seven. Just it has that feel. It has that Uh, feel right now. Yeah. All right, everyone uh, enjoy the game and uh, we'll see you uh, on Sunday for uh, Kyle and I's uh, locked on avalanche episode, discussing all of that. And I'm sure Denker will do something similar. All right, everyone enjoy it. Thank you.
By the way, uh, Jar Jar is a Sith. 